I'm Mike Maniscalco of your Carolina Hurricanes. And if there are two guys that I know should be high draft picks on anybody's board, it's these two, your hosts of the Live, Work, Play podcast, Wayne Holt and Adam Eshbaugh. Now give me $5 for saying that, Adam. Welcome back. Carry Live, Work, Play. We are now on episode eight. If you are just now joining us, this will be part two of our two-part interview with Mike Maniscalco from the Carolina Hurricanes. Episode eight. Wow. It's been eight already. And we missed a week, so. That's, um, we're in uncharted territory for, uh, <laughs> you know, podcasts as they come and go. Yeah, I guess so. So, who knew it would last this long? Right. Uh, anyway, yeah, we do actually, actually have a bunch of great stuff lined up um, in the coming weeks. So, last week we talked a little bit about Mike's history, um, how he grew up in Buffalo, how he Got oh, he ended up in radio and ended up in radio period. and ultimately uh, with the hurricanes now on TV. Um, this week, we're going to get into some more personal things. And if you didn't listen last week, I would encourage you to go back and and listen to episode seven because it, it sets up what we're about to get into. Yeah. And Mike's a good guy and he tells a great story, but he's got a cool history of you know how we ended up in uh, sports radio in college and then professionally and how he got down here and his journey through the Hurricanes. So uh, we talked about a lot of that in, uh, in episode one. Yep. So let's just go ahead and get into it. I want to talk about this. You had a health scare. Oh, yeah. A few seasons ago. And talking about your relationships with the players. That was a big deal. That was a huge deal. Huge scare that you you dealt with, you and your wife, Kristen. Um, but can you talk about that for a minute? Because if if people aren't familiar with it or have forgotten about it, like this is something that is completely unique, I think, to any other pro sports team that has, you know, their own hometown guys. Yeah. And they really embraced you in a very tangible way. Yeah. I mean, in the role that I had, and that was when I was so the right the intermission host and the reporter sideline reporter and all of that you know you, you kind of wonder you know you see the guys they're all friendly and all that but like you know wh where does this what level does it get to um but it was this i'm gonna not let this be the roy firestone up close moment you know where he used to make every mm -hmm. athlete cry it's not Keep gonna happen junior time. it's not gonna happen not gonna, get yeah. me, not, roy. not gonna get me but uh I'll, I'll give you the short story it was not feeling well uh fly up to san jose from la uh, could not sleep at all. Like you know, pain was off the charts. Uh, it's like two 33 in the morning because we flew up from LA. Right. I Uber myself to a hospital, finally get checked out. Doctor goes, you have a mass in your abdomen. It's rather sizable size of a basketball. He had small hands. It's really just the size of a volleyball. It was one of those NCAA pizza. Hut it, yeah. It was, it was get. like a volleyball. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those. So a little Wilson. smaller than that. Yeah. Wilson had a name. Uh, and then, you know, luckily I use all of my, my good luck on my bad luck. Every break I needed to get, uh, to get out of San Jose, to get back to North Carolina worked to get me here. Uh, but I can't tell you, you know, that night, you know, the players knew I were, I wasn't there. Right. The coach knew. So I get a text from Rod Brindamore going, whatever this is, you got it. You're fine. We're here for you. I get a text from every player on the team. Every player get calls right. from players on the team. I start getting calls from everybody around uh, the National Hockey League. Uh, it just tells you about that community, what it is. And, um, you know, you never want to hear that you 
have something you know the size of you know that abnormal i'm a big guy as it is as we started off here thank you yeah uh not not uh not as big as i used to be still formidable though Uh, yeah i did and uh you you come back and i'll share this one story so jordan martinick was going through something at the same time and you know i i don't know if you guys ever had family or anything that you know when you're in the hospital you sometimes you want to see people i get it but when you're going through stuff you're like this not my best and you know but uh, Jordan Martinuk, who I will go to the end of the earth for uh, as a human being, told the nurse when they're like, well, I don't think he's taking visitors. He's like, well, he's going to see me. And he, you know, <laughs> and I look over and there's Jordan Martinuk sitting there and, you know, talking to me. And he goes, you want to want to compare scars? So he had a scar and he lifted up and I go, well, you, you ready to see this? And I showed him because, well, you win. <laughs> um, so but, you know, things like that. Dougie Hamilton, uh, when he was with the Canes, I got to know Dougie very well. Uh, I'm a big, big supporter of, of Doug and, uh, you know, I'm sitting there, the, I, I will share this one. I only had a few times where, you know, it gets dusty in here. The pollen right. counts really high and I'm sitting in, uh, the hospital room in San Jose slash the Santa Clara Valley medical center. And I'm watching our feed on my phone. Cause I could do that. And I'm going to just let everybody in on a little trade secret here. Nobody wants to do the intermission interviews, especially if the team is losing. Like it's yeah. folks. And so when people These like, guys are very gracious yeah, to, give, exa- to do oh my such goodness. a good job. With and it's, it's literally, you know, you got like 60 seconds and I like people like you need to ask this robust question. I'm like, all right, you skate your face off for 21 minutes. And then yeah. you're, you're the reason why your team might be down one, nothing. Let me know what question you'd like to give the answers to on there. Uh, but Dougie Hamilton told the PR guy at the time, his name uh, was Pace Sagster. He goes, I'm doing the interview no matter what. And Dougie comes out and he goes, you know, Mike isn't feeling well. And I wanted to score a goal for him. And I, that goal was for you. And that was one of the only time. And the nurse comes in and she goes, is everything okay? And I'm like, my team scored a goal. <laughs> you and didn't she, see that. And she goes, she goes, I'm like, it's a big goal. And um, so there was that. So I don't know if Dougie knows that. I don't think I've ever shared that story with him, but um, so just to get that kind of support from a team, from everybody with the team. Yeah. And it was, hey, whatever you need. Uh, then I, I came back, my first game back. I didn't want to make a big deal of it. I just wanted to show up and do the job, you know, not do the, you know, hey, whatever. And I, I got I sick you or got, I was You sick. got nothing less than a five-second hug from every person that's, on the team that I saw. Yeah, that's accurate. And then they go out and they played the Ottawa Centers that night and they just hammered the Senators and, you know, the guys, you know, sat on the bench for the first star interview all the time. And, you know, they'll just walk right. by and every single one of them, this month, hey, good to have you back. And it's just, again, you, you don't know until you know, <laughs> you know, like sure. what kind of impact do you have on people on somebody's life? But that team, the impact they've had on me is I'm trying my best to put it into words right now, guys, but it really is beyond words for me. I think that's a lot of that sport, though, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that when, and and this will segue into one of our questions here, when you go watch that sport live, um, it's much faster than it appears on TV. The guys aren't as big as they appear on TV. A lot of them are smaller guys, but they're just, you know, they've got skates on, all these other pads, they look big. Um, But the passion that they play with um, and the speed they play but they've always got each other. And, you know, I had a friend from Buffalo as well, uh, 
that actually took me up for this. Here's my here it is flex flex <laughs> for, for the Stanley Cup party when Kevin Adams was with the Canes. Um, so I got to hear a lot of things in hanging out with Kevin uh, in the times around here and up there about how how close that community is. Yep, and obviously it showed there. Um, so if someone doesn't watch hockey, they've never been. How did how what do you suggest? Go. Go to a game because it's, I'm glad you brought start that. Up. With start, with start with going with to a game. Start with going to a game. No, TV. go to a yeah. game. Um, I hope my employers will understand what I'm about to say here. One of the best things that's ever happened to hockey is we can now get 65 inch, 70 inch, 75 inch HD, absolutely quality TVs. Yep, you can actually see the puck now. Best thing to happen to hockey. Best thing ever. But for all of the things that Wayne just said. I've told everybody, because when I moved to Richmond, you know, northern guy, moving to the south, they knew that I had a hockey background and all that. And uh, one of the guys who was on another station thought it would be like a detriment to say, oh, all that guy wants to do is talk about the NHL. I didn't. I mean, I knew what the audience was, but when the playoffs were going on and I had one guy go, you know, you, you talk about why are you wasting, you know, time talking about hockey? I'm like, well, one is the playoffs, two, it's a sports talk show. So, you know. Got four hours to fill, friend. I'm like, we got the we had the caps to the north and we had the canes, you know, right uh, right beneath us with an hour's drive. And he goes, It's terrible, blah, blah, blah. Can't watch it. I go, Have you ever been to a game in person? And I think he talked about one of the minor league teams in Richmond. No offense to minor league hockey. Yeah, it's you know, a good feeder system. It's not the same. I go, go to an NHL game. If you go to an NHL game and you don't like it, there's nothing I can do to convince you right. otherwise. Same guy went to an NHL game. Believe it, it might have been during the Canes playoff, the the Cup year run, the 06 playoff. Called and he goes, "I'm sorry." And it's like it was like my last one of my last years in Richmond. He goes, "I'm sorry." He goes, "I get it now. I get why you talked about it." It's everything that Wayne said. And the best part about it is, if you go to a hockey game, where you sit, the game is different in, in good ways. You sit close to the glass, you get to see how physical. And how fast and how fast it is. Yeah. And then when you sit a little higher up, you get to see the playmaking ability and the yeah. skill well, level. And I want to touch players. on that too. Because when I first I went to two or three games, I used to own a Yamaha motorcycle franchise back in the late nineties and early two thousands. And I uh, had a couple of employees from up north. And uh when the Rangers would come into town, they'd want to go. So went to a couple of games. It was more for the uh the camaraderie of going and, and drinking beer and yep. seeing something I'd never seen before. So then when uh after Gretzky retired, the Canes were honoring Gretzky. I guess the, the Coyotes were coming in. And uh, the only way to get to ticket that game, because I didn't have one, was to buy the three-game pack. So I bought the three-game pack. I think it was a Thursday or Friday night game. Took my uh, now ex-wife, but took my, ex-wife, my wife and daughter at the time to the game, and they fell in love with it. So we started going, but we didn't understand the game. Yeah. So I got online you know, trying to figure out how to understand the game, and there was hockey for dummies. The The – for dummies series book bought it we all read it and we were hooked because then we could see the cycling we could understand we renew the rules yep. because of the book and we could just you're right we'd sit up or we'd watch yep. it on tv and we could see all the different things and it's just amazing but go first and then when you watch it on tv it becomes easier to watch yeah because it's the one sport where the object to put in the net and get points you know it's a ball and everything else and hockey it's a puck if you follow the puck, you get lost. You follow the play. 
you you watch yeah, right. and like that's one of the things from from my job now you try to watch the play like there was a play last night where the canes were going to sneak jacob slavin down the left side and i peeked on that because i knew where tony d'angelo if i kept watching him with a puck you know i can do that mm -hmm. And then you just kind of get fixated on the puck, not what's going on. And then all of a sudden, well, who was that who jumped in? Right. You see the play that goes in there. Um, it, like I say, it's it's basics like when people go like, well, what's icing and why is there a whistle? You know, lots of times now the refs blow the whistles. They don't even know why they're blowing the whistles. <laughs> but it's you go to appreciate the speed, the skill, the camaraderie, especially mm -hmm. when that building is packed, when PNC yeah. is packed you're going to be Which hard most of the time these now. Days. Yeah. You're going to be hard pressed to have a better time at a sporting event than a hockey game, a good hockey game in person in front of a full crowd. And then you can start to fill in the gaps on everything else. Yeah. I would argue that the, what you said is correct, but I'd add one more thing and that's at PNC arena because this is a, it's a different atmosphere. We don't need to, to beat, this horse anymore but yep. it is it is a different atmosphere well but the, look, it's go ahead we need clarifiers on pnc arena because you don't want to go when they're Kane's playing game. yeah you want to go for a canes game but you don't want to go when they're playing philly pittsburgh or any new york team i think that's the problem i think we need more people to go during those games that can be packed but the half of them are wearing the wrong team's jersey because that's where they're from they just live down here now they pour for the canes what i don't know most of the time 38 always, games a year at you know, home and then the other ones they don't I, no i i think that i've always been a proponent if you cheer for a team for 78 games but if you grew up in a city like you just don't there's always this whole debate this is a good debate this is a good sports topic debate that i would always love to get into which is whenever i would talk to people who would live in a place they're like well you know they live here now they should like this team I'm like well what if they like them except when they play the team and I'm fine with that, from. but for the experience for the new the newbie, oh yeah, go, go when it's a Canes game against Minnesota. Right? I get, I get, I get Wayne's point now, but I'm that's my only point. Yeah. There. I'm, I'm always, I'm always fine with that, except for Leaf fans. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm gonna have to agree with that. So I interesting <laughs> thought of, thing about me. I grew up in the D.C. area. So I Caps was guy. a Caps guy, and it is faded drastically over the years, mainly due to Tom Wilson. But but no, I do think like I think. After the years, like you, you become Look, more identified only, with another team. They are team. only pro team. If if some miracle happens, you mean we, the Caps? That's only pro team in Washington, right? Well, there's baseball up there. If we get some miracle, <laughs> yeah, I'm and, trying to think of what else is up there. I can't. <laughs> if we, by some miracle, get Commander. an MLB team here in Raleigh, I will get rid of my Orioles stuff. I'm you dying should, to. I'm I, dying to anyway. Again, it, I'm long suffering. But that's be that's a whole different. But what I'm issue. saying, like like that, if we have a pro team, like that's just me now. Like this, when I moved here, I'm like I'm a Canes fan now because. But how long? Have you, but how long have you lived in the area though? Now? Well, I've been here since. Well, I moved in here right after the Cup, so it was easy to be a Canes yeah. fan. But at the same time, like I, I went to a bunch of of Caps games, but it's a different experience here. Sure. It just is. It is a different experience. Like we said, these these players are among the community, and we we really we support these guys, and and it's well, a different feeling. One of the coolest things for here that the players love is they can go out and they can go have a meal 
and have a meal, or they can go to uh, a a place. You know, they could go to a brewery. They could go to right. Bond. They could go to Sidecar. They could go Sidebar. You know, sidebar. They could go to Cotton House and get a Sidecar and, and get a Sidecar at Sidebar. Uh, they can go to all those places. It used to be pretty much they'd be left alone. Right. Now they're getting recognized more because yeah. the winning that goes goes to sure. it. But that's the one thing they do love about here. It's there's always that, hey, you know, go Canes, not the right. I'm going to come up here and talk to you for 45 minutes while you're in the middle of your meal. Well, some people do that. But anyway, well, getting back to the hockey for dummies, <laughs> getting back to the hockey for dummies thing. I do want to ask you a couple of rules or calls. Sure. For people who may not be familiar. Basic stuff. Sure. All right. What is icing? So. A long time. <clears throat> Excuse me. I get choked up whenever I think of icing. So, pollen. It is the way that the rink is designed. There's the three zones. There's the defending zone, neutral zone, and then the offensive zone. So instead of having teams who are being boxed in, because hockey is the only sport where you constantly rotate while the clock is moving like players move off and right you know a 45 second shift takes a lot out of a player the whole time think about that so what it does is it stops the team that is being you know chasing around the other team it stops the defensive team from just taking the puck and flinging it down the ice so they can clear just so they can clear and get new players on the ice basically it's to create an advantage for the offensive team so those players stay there what you have to do is you've got to gain the attacking side of the red line center ice line and then you can dump it in and you can go change if you if you shoot the puck before the attacking side of center ice and it goes not on the goaltender but to the corners around him and the other team will go back and be able to pick up the puck first that's icing face off stays in your zone I don't know if I did a good enough job explaining. So it. on your, I need like a, I need like a dry you, erase board. If you launch it from your half down yes. past the other goal and the other team gets to it, that's icing. Correct. What if, what if one of my teammates gets to it? It's not icing. It's not icing. And if you're defending, if you're on a penalty kill, it's there is no. There icing. is no icing. Right. Yeah. All right. Just so we're clear on that. It, it's basically <laughs> it was created to give the attacking team an advantage in the defensive team. That couldn't get the puck. They can't just keep throwing it out. Here. Gotcha. What is the difference between a legal check and an Ill- illegal check? Like, what's cross-checking? Like, what's the difference? You see people in hockey, and when one of the questions that people ask is, wait, you can just hit a person like that? If the puck is on the stick of the player, so the puck carrier, I'll try to bring that to that. So if you have the puck, Adam, and Wayne is the defender. Well, I'm going to take him out. Wayne can hit you and knock you off the puck. Okay. Legally, with a shoulder, um, he can take the stick, his stick, to try to knock the puck away from you that way. But he can, from basically shoulder to your hip, check you along the boards, check you off the puck, as long as he's not making contact with your head, as long as he's not throwing a fist or an elbow to do it. Or uh, when you said cross-checking, that's been a, a big crackdown in the league this year. You can't take your stick and fully engage on a player. Meaning, 
No matter. I'm, I'm, I'm Italian, so I want to use my hands for this, and the microphone would go away. It's gotten too used to TV. So you can't extend your arms. You cannot use the stick as a bar, as a weapon. Put it between both of your hands and then fully extend and make contact with a player with a puck or any player, for fact of the matter. That's cross-checking. Now, if you try to watch a game from like 1985 or 1990, you will see cross-checking all game long. Now, I was going to give you a bit of a, a smart answer. Well, I'm like, well, it all depends on who's got the orange stripe on their sure, shirts. Sure. Uh, who is Wes enforcing McCauley. the rules. Wes is very good. That's five minutes for fighting. So Wes is one of the better referees who's out there. But that's cross-checking. So My son doesn't like Wes McCulley because he claims he hates the Hurricanes. <laughs> My son's 12. West the biggest Hurricanes yeah. fan you find. So speaking All of right. fighting, what are the <laughs> good, rules good what, for that? What are the rules when it comes to a fight? Drop the gloves. Both contestants uh, take their gloves off and throw punches. That's five minutes. Uh, if that's five minutes, five minute penalty. Yes, yes. for each player. Um, they don't come back on the ice until the five minutes is up. Right. Nothing to do with scoring a goal and then coming back out of the box. Uh, if Adam and I are fighting, and Wayne jumps in. Wayne will get two for the third man in, and then he will probably get an ejection or a 10-minute misconduct for that, sometimes a game. Uh, you and I would get five for fighting. <clears throat> so if you I hit, can fight one-on-one. -on -one. If somebody else jumps in, mm -hmm. they're going to be booted, most likely. Most likely. If Wayne checks you, and then you go back and check Wayne really hard illegally and try to get mm -hmm. Wayne to fight or even better. I'm on your team and I come over and I get in Wayne's face and drop the gloves and make Wayne fight me because I didn't like how he checked you. I can get two minutes for instigating a fight, five minutes for fighting. Wayne only gets the five for fighting. And then Wayne's team would get a two minute advantage. So then there's roughing where the gloves generally don't come off and you get a little face wash and some punches here and there. Sometimes for me now, because guys have gotten smart, they know that I can punch you with a glove on. It's still going to hurt, um, but it's not going to be fighting because we didn't drop the gloves and didn't really engage in it. So, But what, what for, for people who casual fans who have seen a game, my wife loves seeing fights, right? She loves it. Everybody enjoys it. But there's strategy there. There is. What, what, why, what, how is fighting used by players? In what sense does, does it help the team? Or is it considered to help the team? It is, it has evolved completely in particular the last few years because there used to be fights just for the sake of fights. There were guys that's really all they contributed right. to the team. Uh, what they also did, what those guys did, and I, I say that, there was another purpose for them. If Wayne Holt is the best player on the team, we don't want Adam Eshbaugh taking out Wayne Holt because, you know, if Adam's Wayne a goon. Yeah, if, yeah, Adam's a goon. a goon and Wayne's a great player. And if we don't have Wayne, well, right. Adam's team's got a better chance of winning. So there would be me that would deter Adam from doing that, or I would do something similar to one of Adam's players. There was very much a, you know, eye for an eye league for the longest time. What it does now and why I think it, it, still needs to be a part of it. And I'm not on the barbaric side of, you know, everybody loves to see a fight, but everybody loves to see a fight. Sure. Um, or, or they wouldn't leave it in the game. But it's a sport where the players are in play 
with something that can be used as a weapon. And if I poke you and spear you, oh, like the goalie did this, a couple of nights ago, yeah, to the one guy, exactly, like, <laughs> exactly. So what it, for me, what it does is it forces certain guys to know that you can't just run around and poke somebody. You can't cross check somebody, and then you, there's going to have to be an. You not only are going to be penalized, you have to be smart because you're going to answer for your actions, or you're going to make a teammate answer for your actions. And that's where it is. That's where it comes into play. The other part of it, when you say the strategic side to it, maybe your team doesn't have a lot of life. You know, it's it's kind of in a rut. Uh, you need something to spark the team, get them going. Sometimes, because there's a lot of stuff that goes on that, you know, you sure. don't see. Happens yeah. real quick. You know, somebody uses the button of the stick. Oh, a lot of that. All right, all right, let's go. I'm, I'm going to get my guys in it. And, and now I think it's actually more a part of the game because when you see a guy where it's not his role it's not his dna to be a fighter but he's going to go all right we're going to go or i'm going to stand up for my teammate because i didn't like what i just saw it tells the guys on the bench this is what we're all about we're not going to take this from the other team it brings the team together because look at what this guy did and I, i i would rather have fighting be on the books in the nhl than have it taken away because I think if you see it taken away, you'd see a lot more other fouls and a lot more serious things. I think you'd see more slashes. I think you'd see more stick work with guys because they'd feel there's less accountability. Yeah, there's, there's, I can do this. There's no answer for it. And uh, I might get fined. Okay. As opposed to you have to answer somebody punching you in the face. All right, Mike, we've covered a lot of ground in these couple episodes, but I got one more question. And this is, this is a little bit, it's a little bit involved, but you're, you're doing the play by play. For both TV and radio. Yes. That's not all that common, correct? No, there are only two other teams that do that. Okay. Is it more, I'm assuming that's more difficult. Or is it something where you don't really think about it? Because when you listen, I mean, Chuck Caton, legendary voice of the Canes for years. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Great human being and one of my favorite people ever put on planet Earth. Yeah. Everything is great. But but he well, had- that's not how he talks. <laughs> I don't know what that was, Wayne Holt, vis-a-vis impersonations. But you, sir, are not good at that. Tell us a Chuck Caden story. So- oh, do you- <laughs> nope. Yeah, yeah. Tell uh, us yeah. one. That, tell us one you can actually tell. Tell us one uh, that he'd be happy about. There's so many of them. One of the better ones was in the playoffs. He had lost his voice because, you know, pollen and all that was going on. I think it was in, in Jersey. And there was this thing. I was traveling, but I was still in radio. I was still working for the yeah, fan. Yeah. And they came up to me and they're like, you might need to call. And it was, I'm pretty sure it was the shock at the rock. It was game seven against Jersey in 09. And Kyle Hanlon, who was the director of broadcasting, goes, we might need you to call the game tonight. And I go, are you insane? (laughs) I'm like game seven of a, and they're like, well, Chuck has lost his voice. And so I saw Chuck. I'm like, Chuck, are you going to be okay? I go, I'll, I go, I'll sit in the booth with you or whatever. Bring you tea. And he goes, I'll be fine. And I'm like, when he said, I'll be fine. It was not said in a voice that sounded like it'd be fine. And he got his way through it. And then, you know, the goal scored and Chuck goes, and suddenly my voice is returned and like right on the call. And 
he, afterwards, I looked at him. I'm like, Chuck, how did you muster through? And he goes, because I'm a professional, Mikey. And that's, that's <laughs> that was it. it. Yep. He's, he's just the best. He's the best. I've learned so much from, from Chuck. He is the one guy uh, that I, I really hope that fans in this area, when you talk about, you know, oh, what he makes was this in area the community, but, but what makes this area special and what makes people love it here. Chuck still lives here. Um, it, it's, I hope people have an appreciation for, how good and it's something i'm very cognizant of of how good the voices yeah. not just for the carolina hurricanes but sure. that have been around here and then the the people who step in to do the jobs after them we all know uh the history that's there and, and want to live up to it but chuck is the absolute best and i will share this one he, he might get a little mad there was nothing better than listening to chuck order food on the plane on the ride after a game <laughs> Nothing better than that. And I can, I'll share this one very quickly. Chuck would order either the chicken or the steak with no vegetables and no potatoes. And then the flight attendant would be like, are you sure? And he'd go, maybe a little potatoes and maybe another piece of chicken. <laughs> so that was almost every night. Nice. And uh, it was, but he's the absolute best. Would you say that you're, time with him because you did spend some time i remember you actually went to a few games oh yeah i used to do on your own just sit in the booth with oh yeah him. Uh, i got to do um the second period for a full season for home games with him and just sitting back and you know there'd be times where i'd get like oh you know our guest analyst here for the second period and there would be some games where i might honestly say like 20 words the whole period because sure. of the flow and how it goes in but just to sit next to it and watch chuck work and, and go in there but to answer your question you know is it more difficult no um because the the job and this is all apologies to everybody who is listening on radio i try to let people know hey this is where the puck is but sure. the, the job is the tv side first because we're doing a tv broadcast Absolutely. we're going to reference graphics we're going to show a replay we understand that doesn't play to the radio audience but um, I try to, to fill in the gaps with time and score uh, so you, you don't feel lost because on TV you don't always feel the need to say it because it's up there for you, the time and score. I'll try to – so for people watching on TV, if you're like, why do you say the time and score? We can see it because we have another audience that's, Absolutely. that's listening. But it, it's, it, is, it is a TV-focused broadcast. And if you're like me, which I know a lot of Canes fans are, I will put it on WRL Sports Fans app – when there is a national game on and we'll listen to you got you and trip call it mainly because my son thinks everybody else who's a national broadcaster hates the hurricanes that's a pattern accurate. here it's probably accurate if you're impartial you're not you're not you don't like the hurricanes that's son, how he listens the son hates everybody he's like the hurricanes. mr mike well Tell him the Venmo is on the way. Nice. <laughs> that is now taking the place of the check is in the mail. You're way. talking about sitting in sitting in uh, in the booth with with Chuck. Um, he was very active in the community, and one of the, oh, yeah. one of the charities he worked with was Make Smile down in Holly does, Springs. Still does. Still yeah. does. And uh, one of the year, one year, I I'd always go there and spend some money uh, at Make Smile for the auction, and I I bought the opportunity to sit in the booth with him for an entire game. And, and I don't know what I was expecting, but I, I guess it was Rachel, my daughter, and I went in and sat. I don't know what I was expecting, but it's a dungeon up there, man. Oh, yeah. It was like, and it was very barbaric. He's got this little thing. I, I guess you need know, flip this on, flip that off. And, you know, you look over there and there's Trip and John at the time. And they're there in what looked to be like the glamour booth at the time. And it probably is just as you know, rough as that one. But, you know, it's, I was like, wow, 
This is not what I was expecting. Yeah, well, I'll be I'll be in that booth tomorrow <laughs> because it's uh, radio only for the oh. Dallas Stars. Yeah, national game. Sorry, warning. So that'll be now. on that'll be on ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus. Great. All right, let's come to the time. They do a great job. I get it. I understand that my favorite conundrum. It's not the same. That's that's the difference between a home but a true hometown hockey team. It's I I get it, and I just use the word conundrum, but. When Canes fans say we don't get any respect, we don't get any national broadcasts, and then when you get national broadcasts, nobody we don't wants like to listen to the national broadcasts. It, I'm like, that's what happens. It's part me, and hockey, parcel. Hockey and baseball fans are are a lot alike with that. Sure, absolutely, they are. You love your hometown guys. Oh, yeah. You want your hometown guys. When it goes to national, you're like, I, I hate this. I hate it. My, I love the camera angles. My, I love all the cool the cool cameras and things like that. But I want to hear my guys. My dad is the older version of of your son. Yeah. Like, did you listen to the, the game? It's like, why don't they just put the Red Sox announcers in there if they're going to do this? I'm like. So, Daddy Yankees fans. Speaking, they of Yankee which, fan. speaking of which, one more question before we get to our yeah. rapid fire. Fun fact about Mr. Maniscalco here. He is a Yankees fan. I am too. But his You're a good foot, man. that's not a good thing. But that's not the fun fact. The fun fact is he grew up in Buffalo and he's a Vikings fan. Yeah. I never said it was normal. But they weren't very good when I was growing up, and a lot of my friends were not Bills fans. And how I became a Viking fan is that we don't have enough time. It's just, uh, long story short, my dad didn't like the Bills. That's not really the main reason why I didn't like the Bills growing up. Um, but my dad didn't like them. My dad actually liked the Vikings. I grew up a Cowboys fan. Jerry Jones bought the Cowboys. I'm a Notre Dame college football fan because I grew because up Because you're a Yankees fan. Well, I grew up Catholic in the Northeast, so my choices are something out of Boston or South Bend, Indiana. I gotcha. chose Indiana. High school uniforms look like Notre Dame as well. And they had Rudy, for God's sake. So uh, Jerry Jones buys the Cowboys, fires Tom Landry. You don't fire my coach. He fires my coach. And then he brings in the head coach of Miami, who ran up the score on Notre Dame. Mm. And Catholic Jimmy Johnson, convicts. exactly. And so Jimmy Johnson, no thank you, not about this. Jimmy Johnson comes in, takes over the Cowboys. And then my favorite player on the Cowboys at the time was Herschel Walker, to the Vikings. who goes to the Vikings, and that's how I became. There we go. Thank it you very much. Said. Well, since you zipped through that, you're going to be great at our lightning round. All right, let's go. I got 10 questions. We have 10 questions. I'm going to start first. Okay. They're either either or favorites. Some might. Sure. You can, you can elaborate if you'd like, but you don't have to. Okay. Ready? Yes. Go. Start the clock. Labats or Molson Canadian? Molson Canadian. All-time favorite hockey player? Palafontaine. The dude or Walter? Oh, the dude. You're being very undude. If you could choose another sport to call, what would it be and why? Major League Baseball. You have way more room to get stories out and I call the play. It. Absolutely. Letter Kenny or Trailer Park Boys? That's tight, but it is Trailer Park Boys. Because Mr. Leahy. You're, Look you're, here, Randy. I'm here for your little picnic. My, my wife hates them both, so I don't get I'm not as well versed as I should be. My 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 wife quite enjoys uh, Trailer Park Boys. So your favorite ice cream flavor. Uh Americone Dream from Ben and Jerry's. It's the Stephen Colbert. All right, I'm going to give you another, uh, before we go to the next question, I'm going to give you another one you have to try here in downtown Cary at the fresh ice cream, um, the banana pudding. Oh, done on that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, you, ice cream is, uh, there's a lot of things that have built this temple, but ice cream is the foundation. Banana pudding's amazing. All-time favorite hurricane? <sighs> Rod Brandamore. Favorite thing to do in Cary? A couple of things. Uh, one, the dining scene here is amazing. So to pick out just one restaurant would be wrong. Um, but I, I love the food here. And then 
when you want to uh, follow up a good meal to get a good beverage. I mean, that's that to me is the the one two punch here for Carrie. How good, and you know, you guys live here, you work here, you you know, when you play here, when you we get something, have a podcast <laughs> called that. you, you right. should. Did I did I jump into that one that's for great. you? Like you know, you you never studied, uh, but it comes into. For me, I want to tell everybody all these great places to go, but then you're like, but if I tell everybody, then everybody starts showing up, then it gets harder for me to go eat here. Nobody go goes there, there. there. It's too crowded. Exactly. <laughs> so and a lot of people, I mean, folks that know you know this, but we haven't talked about this podcast. You and Kristen are foodies. I mean, you guys will do some really fine dining, yeah. uh, not just locally, but on the road. Yeah. Uh, the, but the one thing about, about, you know, when I hear the term foodie, like everybody always thinks it's got to be, you know, foie gras, no, pate. No, no, not at all. It's, it's, I'm just uh, looking for good places. places. Like stuff that oh, tastes good. Like if you if you ever head out to, you know, Northern California, Gott's Roadside, it's just a burger joint. Right. And it's literally a roadside stand. Pink's Hot Dogs in L.A. B- bingo. Like yeah. you find the good places right. uh, where you can go get uh, food like that. There's a, a sandwich company in Canada. Uh, they're in Calgary and they're in Vancouver. They were in Seattle. I don't think that it worked because of what happened, but it's called Meat and Bread. They have three sandwiches on the list every day. That's it. So you know, but they're amazing, and it's uh, that's that's part of it. So yeah, I know I've kind of nope. soaked up the time. Well, we brought up your wife, Kristen. You guys do a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. You love baseball. Yes. Uh, and part of your travel is going to different Major League Baseball. Stadiums. Yes. Yes. What is the fav- your favorite Major League Baseball stadium that you guys have visited together? Because I've, it I've got matter. what's your well, favorite? I've got because I've, I've got a couple of stadiums that she didn't go to um, with me because I've been to I've been to a bunch that don't exist anymore. Wayne, I'm sure you and I've got a couple of those. I, I really liked, believe it or not, the old Tiger Stadium. Everybody mm. everybody hated that. I loved it. I love you were right so on. That's top where of Richie Jackson hit the light stanchion yeah. as it was about to go out of the park. Yep. Yeah. Uh, old, old Yankee Stadium a million times over New Yankee Stadium, and I like New Yankee Stadium, but uh, there's something about you know, you walked through the tunnel that first time at old Yankee Stadium and you're like Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and right. all these guys played there. Uh, but for some of the new ones, Pittsburgh PNC is unbelievable. It's a great place to go watch a baseball game. I thought you'd, I thought you were going to ask me the hockey rinks to go to. Like, what are the better ones to go PNC, for that? Doesn't matter. But like everybody always wants to know where to go. But a lot of times, like the baseball trips were based on where did we want to go eat? Like we heard there's right, right, right there yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Colorado. Got to go to Coors Field. You have to. It's well, it's well worth it. So Camden Yards West. Well, what every, everything is. Well, Camden Yards is every other that, stadium. That started. Yeah, exactly. That's, that started the trend. Uh, yeah. When Camden, Colorado, I believe, was the same firm that designed that. Cleveland. The Guardians, formerly the Indians. Yeah. Last question. H, I think HKO is the name of the the company. Last you know you're a builder if you know anybody does that. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> Last question on the uh, rapid fire, which hasn't been so rapid. Spotify or Pandora? Uh, neither. I create my own playlists. I like that. I'm neither of those either. I'm Apple Music. You got like mixed CDs or something? Yeah, tapes. Mixed tapes? <laughs> it's a bunch of bands that you probably never heard of, but when you do, it'll be well past speaks your prime. To, speaks to your soul. <laughs> exactly. This song is actually eight minutes of cats scratching on <laughs> my furniture from a band from Southern Australia. There's actually, via, that, there's actually one out there. Yeah, via Norway. Yeah, it's like that's my favorite thing when Joe would come in with all that. You know, my favorite is how many how many lip how many hipsters does it take to change a light bulb? How many? Ten. One to change it, and nine to talk about uh, 
how cool the old one was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, uh, we could talk for a lot longer, and we probably will, but we're not going to record the rest of it. I'm, so. I'm sorry that I, I bogged down the rapid fire, but no, now I want that banana pudding we're ice great. cream. We, we told you you could elaborate. We, we enjoyed it. We always enjoy it. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. I, I really think that a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this. A lot of, much of what we talked about is not something people get to experience when you're calling a hockey game as much. So um, hopefully they'll – I think they'll appreciate it. Oh, happy to do it, guys. And if we're in downtown care and you see the big rig out, do come over and speak and stay for it 20 minutes. It doesn't matter how many people 25 are, minutes. How many people are like involved hanging out. No, just no. Just come on over and pull up a chair and interrupt us. It's it's cool. <laughs> it's a good time. It happens. It does. Let and me know this where is let, why I don't go out. <laughs> let me know what let me know what all of your tattoos mean and show them to everybody who we're with. Now Ajo takes the errant pass from Ruta. Trying to send it for Jarvis, who goes into the Tampa corner to get to it. Teravainen lays it back. Slavin's wrist right on. Rebound attempt to score! Sebastian Ajo! Thanks for listening to Carry Live Workplay. For Adam Eshbon, Wayne Holt, I'm Mike Maniscalco. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure I need a big, stiff drink after this one. <laughs>